You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name's Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. It seems very popular at the moment that investigators of all kinds are asked their opinion with regards to whether the creature they saw was flesh and blood or paranormal in some way. It would seem a concrete choice has to be made before you step on to the next part of your journey. Now, that is not something I can get behind, as I feel we should explore all the theories out there. There are far more options than just those two. We could be dealing with a being created by unknown hands that has a killing mission here on Earth. There may be an extraterrestrial answer or a metaphysical one. There may be a simple animal or a creature created in a lab, whether that is here on Earth or in a solar system somewhere else. I also don't feel what are they, you know, is the most urgent part of the event. How the witness feels afterwards is where my skill set lie. I'll never turn anyone away because their opinion on what they saw differs from mine. I wasn't there with them, so I have no right to tell them they are right or wrong. All I can do is guide them to as many theories as I can. Then they choose for themselves, as I feel that is their given right. I never accepted being told what I saw that day and I would not do that to someone else in the same position that I were in all those years ago. As you know, I encourage people who are witnesses to the strange and the unexplained to look at all the possible theories that could explain what happened to them on that day that changed their lives. For example, if our witness sees a dogman, a Bigfoot or a reptilian, One of the first questions is usually, what is that thing? The second is usually, why me? Then, as you know, we start to question what it is that we saw. And in some corners of the UK, the experiences are in one very small wood, but they're completely different on each separate event. One small woodland can have several events reported, and each one can be completely different. And this brings us back to the question of theory. What are these beings? 
Are they separate from each other? Or is this an entity that can shift its appearance using the energy field to change its metaphysical shape? I don't have a word for the being I'm trying to describe. So for ease, I shall refer to them as EMEs, electromagnetic entities. A being or entity not of this world that can change its appearance at will. Are we experiencing the same thing, showing itself differently to everyone it encounters? Is this why there are often several different kinds of activity happening in one woodland? One of the theories I often ponder centres around the question, is it the area itself that has the energy? And as each human enters, there's a change in activity. Or is it the human themselves? For some, it could be so slight of a change that they never notice and they just walk on by. Others may feel watched or shadowed as they walk through the area. And some will have full face-to-face experiences with all manner of beings and creatures. I wonder if the energy itself is what we see. The electromagnetic energy is what we are picking up on. And for each of us viewers, a different event occurs due to this energy. Is the energy in that spot different in some way? You know, like the famous vortexes the world over, where people go to experience the strange energy for the visions or experience it gives you. Are there hundreds of these tiny vortexes or energy spots littered all across the globe? A global network of top-up points for a creature appearing as an eight-foot reptilian, a dogman, a goatman or an ape-like being? Can they tap in and out of those energy spots? Could they move between areas using those spots? I wanted to share some examples of what I'm trying to explain. And of course, can it chase front of mind? But that's a little washed out for me now. There are so many investigators at the visit there, it's almost become like the Disney of the paranormal. I prefer a small woodland, tucked away, often visited by locals, long history of red-eyed devils and screaming ladies. That's the kind of wood I'm looking for. These are the places, when we look hard enough, that have lots of hidden tales to tell. And when we read them all together, it throws up a lot of discussion debate and questions on theory, all of which are vital in pushing forward in the pursuit of answers. Recently, I was recording a paranormal podcast with my good friend and fellow podcasters, Deb Singleton of Codes of the Unknown, and Michaela Cook of the Paranormal or What Project. When Michaela shared a weird experience she had in Clapham Woods, I was unsure whether she knew the other reports that had come into myself and others over the years, and she was not. She explained what happened to her, and then I shared the other reports there with her, some of which are similar to her experience. Michaela was travelling home with her husband, and as they passed Clapham Woods, they noticed some strange lights within the trees. Michaela felt the whole event was eerie. Clapham Woods has always been known as a bit of a strange or off-kilter place, and for centuries people have reported experiences with UFOs, ghosts, aliens, abductions, missing people, and cryptids, and it's often blamed on the possible occult practices taking place there. But I believe it's far more than that. Us humans are attracted to the area clearly, or these reports would not reach back so far in time. The woods themselves are a little era, 
filled with strange-looking stunted trees. And then there's a large crater that is a mystery to all. It's also said that nothing grows around the crater, as if the land itself is tainted somehow. It's said that in the 1700s, an old woman saw a bright round shape that looked like a full moon. And it With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Began to float down into the woods, and then she watched as it disappeared off into the bushes. At that moment, the woods were filled with fumes and smog that smelled stinketh of burning matter. The old woman then became really sick and it was said that she was smitten with palsy. She was shunned ever after by the locals in the area. Did she see the devil himself accompanied by his sulfurous smell? Or did the land open up an energy vortex and the old woman was the catalyst that day? Since that time, There have been a combination of UFO sightings and possible landings. People have seen reptoid creatures and a strange four-toed footprint was found. Many of the sightings reported to the police and investigators and were not taken seriously. I wonder just how many have not reported what they saw at Clapham Woods for fear of ridicule. Since the 1960s, there have been six human bodies found in Clapham Wood or just on the outskirts. In June of 72, police constable Peter Goldsmith went missing and his body was found hidden in a patch of thick brambles there some six months later. In August of 75, a pensioner, Leon Foster's body, was found in the woods by a couple searching for a lost horse. In 1978, the Reverend Hillary Neil Snelling's body was found by a Canadian tourist. And in November of 81, the body of Gillian Matthews was discovered and she'd been savagely attacked. On the 12th of October, 2020, a man was found with terrible head injuries in Clapham Woods, and police identified Daniel Littlewood at the scene. A man in his 30s was arrested very quickly for this awful assault. The body of Sarah Payne, for whose murder Roy Whiting was convicted, was found just a few miles north of Clapham Woods, a few feet from the main road through this area, suggesting It was an area he knew well. 
There are also the stories of walkers being pulled with force by an unseen hand. And many people report experiencing sudden feelings of sickness, shortness of breath and overwhelming pain. One man felt so oppressed on a visit he was physically sick and had to remove himself from the investigation. A woman named Anna wrote a PDF on her father's satanic practices and the abuse she and others suffered at Clapham Woods. In 1967, in the village of Rushington, that sits just a few miles away from the woods, two schoolboys, Toy Newton and John Ireland, were using a Ouija board when a series of strange messages began to be spelt out on the board. The messages explained to the boys that Clapham Wood was used as a base for alien spacecraft and that one of these crafts had landed to fetch supplies of sulphur and other chemicals that can be found in the woodland. Little did the boys know that just a few months earlier, Paul Glover reported seeing a UFO that seemed to show the craft carrying out exactly this kind of activity. One year later, in 1968, a local man who could not sleep saw a saucer-shaped object high up in the sky and when he looked out of his window about 2am, he said the object hovered directly over the woods. He called 999 and alerted the police, who arrived after the UFO had disappeared. In the early 1970s, a local church warden, David Bennett, liked to record 19 girls in the area, but to his dismay, he found that they could no longer be heard singing. The woods had gone completely silent. Men working in the area reported that wildlife had also seemed to have deserted the woods. Ramblers walking there fell ill with headaches or stomach cramps. Several people have reported being pushed over by an invisible force and feeling faint. On one occasion, two men were both taken ill at the same time. One doubled over in pain and the other clutched his head, yelling that he felt as though his eardrums were being pulled out of his head. Two men staggered for 50 yards before these horrible sensations stopped. Two hikers fled from the woods when they saw a mist and that mist formed itself into the shape of a bear. Meanwhile, drivers on the nearby A27 said they felt a strange force on the steering wheel and it would pull it out of their hands. In October of 72, a telephone engineer driving home along Finden Road saw a large saucer-shaped object that appeared in the sky. It then began making a circle motion around the area before shooting off at rapid speed. And then there's a report from a couple who were walking in long furlong who thought they saw Venus sitting low in the sky, until Venus started moving north very quickly. And when the object was over Clapham Woods, a beam of light descended vertically from it, and the light was gone, and Venus shot off to the northeast. In April of 1975, a pet chow owned by Peter Love of nearby Patchin was being taken for a walk in the woods by his son. The dog ran into the trees and promptly vanished and it was never found. A two-year-old collar belonging to John Cornford also disappeared when it suddenly ran off into a small copse between two trees known as the chestnuts. The dog was never seen again. In other cases, a golden retriever was found paralysed and a healthy pug had a fit. As news of these horrible events became public, more dog owners came forward to say that their pets had also suffered 
traumatic experiences in the area or that they'd become strangely aggressive for no apparent reason. One dog owner who wished to remain anonymous said that her pet became very agitated in this area. It was running around in circles and foaming at the mouth and started to act really strange. The dog then began foaming at the mouth with its eyes bulging out of its head as if it was in great pain. Luckily, she was able to get the dog back into the car and drove home quickly, where thankfully the dog calmed down. Other animal owners in the area have reported similar experiences. A horse that was tethered while his rider relieved himself disappeared during the few seconds it took to finish the call of nature and as he looked, the horse had gone and it was never found. In August 1977, a paranormal investigator witnessed a dark shape that stood about 12 feet in height and he could only describe the shape as a black mass. As the mass increased in size, the area also increased in radiation and that was recorded by the gag counter that the investigator was using. In the distance, a white disc shot out of the woods into the sky, disappearing at the same time as the black mass. The man retraced his footsteps towards where the farm had appeared and he found a four-toed footprint, twice the width of a man's foot, but very narrow at the heel. In January of 2010, a tabloid newspaper reported that mysterious plaques that had been found in horses' manes could be attributed to witchcraft in Clapham Woods and that some of the horses targeted in this way had subsequently disappeared a few days later. In June of 2020, a gentleman shared what happened to him in a post in his local Facebook group after a visit to Clapham Woods. He reported a strange night at the old tree that people visit. The man said he felt uneasy and also felt as if he was being watched throughout the night and he had a strange series of events happened. The man said it started with him hearing knocking noises from within the woods. He could also hear heavy footsteps moving around him and that is when he felt watched. Also, the temperature seemed to rise and it suddenly went very quiet at certain points of the night. In his own words, the man said, I am not a believer in the supernatural but I have never experienced a night like this. There was a bizarre energy in the air. The horses were acting up and spooked and there was massive changes in temperature and dozens of noises off in the trees, including some incredibly huge bangs, none of which could be identified. A BBR member who lives very close to the woods had some local information to share he said there are often drumming sounds heard around the old tree that the local gentleman visited and it's said to be a local place for Satan worshippers. Also reported are evil entities, branches bent into satanic shapes, lights in the trees or in the sky, feelings of sudden sickness or in some extreme cases people experience harmful thoughts that are not of their own. Removing yourself from the area seems to be the only way to relieve this ominous energy. One regular visitor to the woods is a chap that I would love to chat with, and I have been trying to get hold of him for years. I'm really interested in the reptilian-like creatures he's reported seeing in the woods on his walk there. The way he describes them blending in with the trees, and also that they can change shape and appearance, is a terrifying thought. How many of them are out there? How 
do you avoid something you can't see? On a personal level, how many times have I sat alone in the woods or walked past as these entities watch me? Or you? Michael Ian Black runs a blog called The Black Files and on several occasions he's seen what he described as chameleon-like reptilian creatures. Michael said, Clapham Woods is an area rife with genuine reptilian-like entities that are blended in with the trees on which they sit. Many of them are up to six feet in length, with arms and legs that appear in the form of what looks like a praying mantis. Michael explained, These reptilians have the ability to blend into their surroundings, no matter where they are. They are masters of disguise, making them almost impossible to spot. And Michael believes this is the reason why they can adopt humans with ease and often do. He said, I believe a race of reptiles is using our forests to hunt. Often unexplained balls of light are seen in groups coming and going from Clapham Woods. Are they related to the human predators or something else in their own right? Michael also expressed the thought that reptiles can change their colour to match any surroundings. They could be in your home and you would not be able to see them. As energy is fluid, we must consider that like ley lines, these EME energies ebb and flow outwards like the ripples on a pond. I think our next report is connected to all the ones at Clapham, as the areas are so close. The area of woods was once connected to Clapham, but over time, as we build and develop, larger woodlands are split into smaller and smaller pockets of land. A bit like Cannock, a bit like Sherwood Forest. But the energy remains the same. It can be tainted or changed as the years roll by. And it is rare for a small area like this to have so many weird events and experiences. And then a Bigfoot-like creature was seen by a visitor to the woods and she made that report to the newspapers in November of 2015. She was out walking the dog and she had a close encounter with what she described as an airy ape-man in a Sussex woodland. She said the creature ran past her and headed deep into the woods and she watched as it disappeared. The lady explained how she came face to face with the hairy ape man. Caroline Toms was confronted by the terrifying beast and said it was covered head to toe in thick black fur and it seemed to be crouching upright like a man. Miss Toms, who works at a local building society, said, It all happened so fast. Ash, my dog, started acting a little bit bemused. And she was barking. And then she shot off into the undergrowth. And I saw this big black thing flash out in front of me. She came running back quickly. And that's when the thing appeared. I don't know what it was. But it looked like a Bigfoot to me. Mysterious Universe shared a report from a lady named Terra who was a visitor here from overseas. Terry had an experience with a horrifying black-eyed child in Clapham Woods. And as Terry strolled through the woods, she said she saw a small girl wearing a hoodie and jeans that were both black in colour. The girl laughed at Terry in an unsettling fashion. And most terrifying of all were the child's eyes. They were all black in colour. In seconds, the black-eyed thing vanished and was gone. 
As for Terry, she was rooted to the ground in fear, hyperventilating. She just about managed to find her way out of the woods. None of this stopped Terry from returning to the woods. She went back three days later, but she didn't see the strange girl again. I think, like Terry, I too would have had to go back to those woods again. Not just to see if I could spot the young girl, but also to see how it felt in there. I'd be asking myself if I was the reason the girl appeared, or did the energy of the area produce her specifically for me? Why did she show herself? Like the Bigfoot and the dog walker, why did the creature show itself? It could have remained hidden entirely. Was Terry the catalyst for this event? Was there something about her or her bloodline that enabled this event somehow? And if so, why? Like all of our witnesses here tonight, the events were unique for each and every one of them. No two are the same. So many people have experienced things at Clapham that I would love to visit there one day and get a feel for the place. And to see if my presence can trigger an event of some kind. Those woods are as old as time. Clapham is mentioned in the Doomsday Book 1086 and it was spelt Clopham then. The woods around the area made it an ideal location for the gathering of wood for timber, firewood and it led to the first Saxon settlements being in that area. So I think it's always been an important place to us humans. And anywhere for me that attracts the occult tells me that there's a strange energy to that area. Maybe this is the reason for all the shenanigans that happen at Clapham. How many other events have been lost and not shared about Clapham Woods over the centuries? Perhaps you've experienced something at Clapham, or you know someone who has. If so, please get in touch, as I would love to know about your experience. Thank you for joining me tonight, whether you are a new listener or a returning regular. I really look forward to our chats in the chat box on YouTube each week. As the video plays on a Saturday, I see more and more new people joining us in the chat for the first time. It's so refreshing to see people chatting about their experiences with fellow listeners to the show. If you want to hear the show before it goes onto YouTube, just check out BBR on your favourite podcast site. And for members-only videos, please check out my YouTube members on my Patreon site as I share something there each week. I hope you'll join me next week at the same time for more tales of the strange and the unexplained. It's a little bit shorter tonight, I'm afraid. I've just had an operation on my hands, so um, hopefully next week things will be a little bit better and I can stay on a little bit longer. But I would really like to take tonight to tell you just how much I appreciate every single one of you that tune in each week and share the videos with your friends and family and on social media. It means a lot. Good night, everyone.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.